It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. True. I mean, that's that's right. our world right now. And uh, welcome to it. It is Car Cone Carne. I'm James Van Ostel here at home. Now, if you're keeping track, and I wish you would, if you're keeping track, the next week or so, I've got some amazing things coming up. If you've seen the movie Psycho Goreman, it is no joke, the most fun movie I've seen so far this year. It is. It's insane. It's a horror movie. It's it's a fun family movie, but not for families. I can't even describe it. It's like a trauma movie for 2021. We're going to do a special episode with special people from Psycho Goreman. Uh, speaking of movies, one of the key actors of the movie 100 Days to Live will be joining us on this podcast. And Alligator Records, my God, the honorable, long-running, 50-year-running Alligator Records, they're celebrating their 50-year anniversary coming up. And to commemorate that, the owner of Alligator Records, Bruce Iglauer, and one of Alligator's standout artists, Shamika Copeland, will be joining me for a Blues Roundtable that's happening next week. Always cool stuff going on. In other podcast news, yes, I I want you to subscribe and listen to this podcast, and thank you for doing it. Uh, I also do another podcast for 101 WKQX. It is the History of Alternative podcast. I co-hosted with John Manley. And just released, if you like music, if you like Chicago music in particular, you're going to like the episode we just released today. It's a roundtable on Chicago music in the 1990s. And our guests are Louise Post of Veruca Salt, Scott Lucas of Local H, and Josh Caterer of Smoking Popes. Josh Caterer, of course, the voice behind the theme song of this podcast. We love him for that. But that's cool, too, if you want to check that out. Uh, meanwhile, in the, in the present moment on Car Con Carne, I'm joined by Chef Trevor Teich, the man behind Claudia, the man behind so many inventive and wildly creative uh, food offerings. Uh, Jeff, good evening. Nice to see you. Hi. Nice to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. You know, it's funny. We just met a little bit ago. And in my head, I think I have this idea of what a chef is or what the personality type is. We start talking. I realize you're you're an old punk rocker. Like I, I guess I, I guess when I think of a chef of a higher end restaurant, I, I think of something stuffier than what I got. Yeah, well, um, I can see why people have that uh, might might come to that conclusion. You know, I mean, when you're when I spend most of my day uh, obsessing over napkin folds and uh, <laughs> what kind of cutlery, uh, you 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 wouldn't figure that I once had a Mohawk and played at the fireside bowl. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. Did. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've just turned your artistic efforts and enthusiasm into a different channel. Uh, Claudia started as a pop-up six years ago. Yeah. About. Yeah. Uh, tons of accolades. People raved about it. You finally landed in a, a, a static location. That was in Ogilvy. Yes. Um, so I did the pop-up. Um, I was working at a couple of fine dining restaurants uh, in, in the city for a number of years. And I wanted to kind of see what I could do just by doing a little pop-up. And then I really got kind of addicted to, um, well, I, I really, it really made me happy to come up with something and just watch that guest reaction and, and have it really own it 
and be a part of their experience. And so I kind of didn't look back. Um, I took a break uh, a little bit um, because how I was doing the pop-up, which I can say now, I think, is, is that I cook everything at my house, call an Uber, like in the Florida <laughs> car, pack it all up, take it to the site, do whatever I could there, set it up, and I'd have people help me out for the day that, you know, were really dedicated. They'd come in and we'd have like our own, you know, cooks and uh, servers are kind of like, you know, pirates in that way where they're, they're kind of, they kind of come in and um, would swashbuckle their way through a dinner service. And uh, Dude, this is a, just the description that is so DIY punk rock. <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, it's what I did. I did that. So I did that for about five years and uh, I was lucky enough to get a review from Phil Vitale in the Tribune. This is like 2016. And then we had a couple other, you know, um, nominations for things like that, but I got burnt. And so I took some time off and I traveled to Vegas and I worked for um, some two very good chefs, Pierre Gagnier, who's world renowned. Yeah. And then uh, Daniel Hume for a little bit at Nomad at the Park MGM, uh, chefing over there. But ultimately, Vegas was not Chicago. I found that out very quickly. And um, what do you mean by that? I mean, obviously it's not, but it, the, the culture, yeah. It's a desert in every sense of the word, uh, just for me, compared to Chicago. There's no museums. There's really nothing to do. And I'm happy to, to work 16 hours a day and stuff like that. But it, it, the, the art scene for me, um, just it, it, there was something lacking and it was probably not Vegas. It was just me missing Chicago. And sometimes you have to go away to figure out what you miss, I guess. For sure. So I came back and this space at uh, 540 West Madison became available um, from another restaurant tour told me about it. And Basically, I set up shop. Well, well, I did a Kickstarter before I came back to Chicago and wanted to kind of gauge if anyone was interested in kind of a revitalization of the Claudia um, thing I was doing. And uh, we, we met and beat, bet, we beat our goal. Um, and that was just from guests and people who in the industry and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was, and really- I, I, I want to talk about that yeah. for a second, because yeah. you, sure. you just mentioned the, the Vegas culture. It's not Chicago culture. I, I definitely wanted to talk about kickstartering the location because that to me suggests, and you're, you're starting to get into it, that there is a legitimate community around food in Chicago, an impassioned community, whether it's the people putting the food out there or the people consuming it, there's a, there's a really feverish Without a doubt, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it, it borders on a cult sometimes um, where people have to pick and defend their restaurants un, until the bitter end. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just lovely. Um, 
and it does build a sense of community. And, and that's what restaurants do, right? You want to, the first thing you think about before you make a reservation is who you're going to go with because you want to share that's it. that experience with someone special. And my job is to make that experience not meet, but exceed the expectations, especially on the second visit or the third or fourth or whatever it is. And you have to keep those things in mind. So Chicagoans are definitely the people who are, I mean, you want to take them to, you know, like you're doing in your podcast, grab a couple and try the sandwich. It's, it's amazing. And, and, and it's this place I found and, and also the, the feeling of discovery that you've discovered something, you want to share it with someone and not too many people, but you know, I mean, that's, that's, I think what the Chicago food scene is all about. Well, and that's just it too. I mean, I could live another 60 years. I could go to different restaurants every week for those 60 years. And I still will not have discovered all the places I want to. Like I, I, I love living here because you're always turning up something brand new and exciting stuff that you want to invite your friends along to enjoy with you. Absolutely. And it's innovative on so many different levels. I mean, even speak, I mean, speaking of supportive, I mean, uh, you know, the tamale guy got finally got his own restaurant and how amazing is that? And I mean, the, the support and, and, you know, I can't think of anyone who deserves it more. And because uh, every cook in the city of Chicago has benefited from him being in those bars late at night. That's, let me tell you that. So, I mean, that just shows how committed people are to each other uh, in this industry and Chicago mentality. Now, I, I, I haven't traveled nearly as much as I would have liked to in, in my life, but I've heard it said over and over again. Yeah, New York's great, but Chicago has a better dining Scene. Is that is that fair to say? Um, I've only been to New York a handful of times. Um, I appreciate New York. I mean, it's just a totally different. I, I just think it's apples and oranges, uh, to put it in food terminology. But um, <laughs> I think that it's just New York has so so much, um, and. I think there definitely is something for everybody. And uh, I think their dining scene is cool, but I just think they're different. So I think it's hard to really compare. Um, I mean, comparing Chicago to LA and LA to New York and stuff like that, I just think they're so miles apart and special for their own reasons. And uh, I mean, our pizza obviously is better, but you know, that's about, that's about it. I just think it's just, difference and i can appreciate new york for, for what it has to offer uh you know i was lucky enough to eat at ivan ramen at one of my visits uh, i'm sad to hear it just closed um but you know that was a special experience and uh just a really amazing bowl of ramen that's so good it's a, the, the entire nation's talking about it i think that's what new york has to offer and chicago has a lot of innovation in food and people who are just bootstrapping it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's, what's cool about Chicago. Well, and innovation is where you come in. All right. We took a little tangent there. You got the Kickstarter, you knock that out. 
pick it up from there. So, yeah, I mean, I was like super humbled to see that succeed. And it gave me the tools to get excited again about, about doing this and coming back. And so we found a spot um, through another restaurant tour uh, who was like, you know, there's, they have this space uh, that they're not doing anything with and it steps away from a gigantic kitchen and you can just rent it out for a little bit of money. And, you know, I set it up and uh, was able to use the Kickstarter money to buy plates and set up vendors and all that kind of stuff. So I started out with just me and one cook. This is, this is just a year ago now. Um, just me and one cook, three servers, doing like, uh, you know, I think we're doing like 40, 45 people a night. And then slowly but surely, things started to get weird. Now, before that happened, we had another great review from Chicago Magazine and from the Tribune. And um, they both hated that space. They absolutely hated it. But they loved the food. But I was working with what I had. And yeah. I think that's kind of my MO, you know, for the pop-up. I was just doing what I could. And this was kind of like Claudia 2.0, where it was another step in the right direction. And I was happy enough to, to get some, you know, those reviews were great. Uh, they just didn't like the space. And we were really starting to get some traction. And then COVID happened. And, you know, I think we all thought, I mean, we shut down March 14th. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking, all right, two weeks. We all did. We'll be back. I mean, everyone thought that, right? So two weeks, we'll be back into it. And uh, that ended up not being correct. Um, So, you know, a month went by and I was just like, you know, I can't, um, I, I just can't leave my stuff there. I can't afford to pay rent. Yeah. And I have to come clean with the management and just be like, I, I gotta, I gotta, I have to fold my cards. And, uh, you know, I don't think this is getting any better. So, um, a hard conversation. Was, yeah. So, I mean, I packed up the stuff, put it in storage, and then immediately started searching for the next space because I knew it was going to be a long time. And, and, and when you're considering another space, I'm sure you were considering. What's what's my what's my long term play here? I don't want to do this again. I want to wherever it's going to be. I, it's somewhere that I want to drop anchor and not leave. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, so after three or four times of doing this, um, changing up spaces and things like that, it, it's just like definitely it takes a toll. And yeah, you want to build something that's going to be a part of your legacy and people who work for you part of their legacy too, where you turn out professionals. And so having a permanent home is certainly, you know, the first consideration. So we were lucky enough to, to find the space that Takashi used to be in Stephanie Izard um, and Vixie 
and it's it's just a lovely, unique space. And um, and this is Bucktown. Yeah, in Bucktown, yeah. Uh, 1952 North Damon. And I mean, I'm excited to say that we're going to be there for a very long time. And what a and, great area for this for this restaurant. I mean, yeah, I think it is a great area. Um, it's it's not in the middle of Randolph where right. there's a lot of stuff going on, which I think is cool, but I don't think it's where our brand would succeed. Um, so it's kind of, it's in the city. I mean, it's a lovely neighborhood. Um, everyone's been very generous uh, neighbor-wise in if you need anything, you know, uh, and, and I'm just excited to be a part of the community there. And, and, and uh, we're all we're all excited to see growth and and things moving in a positive direction. So when a restaurant like yours takes root over at 1952 North Damon, it's a sign that okay things are okay. Here's the here's this cool after the dumpster fire we've just been through, Claudia is popping up here, and it's not a pop up. It's it's a restaurant. It's yeah, it's for real. And um, you know, we're I mean we're still months months away from opening our doors and you know we're hoping it's going to be back to kind of 100 percent or at least something close to that by the time we do it you know i'm we all have our eyes on the news every day and we're making sure we're going to do it safe and right and all that stuff but more to your point i love that that i am in a position where i can hire people in this industry that have been the first to get knocked down and are they going to be the last to have support, unfortunately. And if I can do just a little bit to give them a living wage and money in their pocket and some, a place to be proud of to work and some health insurance, then that's what I can do. I love and that. I think that's, I mean, that's really a part of what I'm excited about. I feel like once things, I, I hate saying things like get back to normal, but I feel like when things are more normal, Claudia is well positioned because we've all spent the past year doing carry out, doing cheap eats, eating at home. We're all, you used the word experience earlier to describe the, the dining experience of Claudia. I, I think we're all ready for more experiences, more I am not home. Transport me. Take me somewhere. Make this special. I've waited a long damn time for this. I want something special. I think I, I think Claudia's in a great position. I think everyone's ready for that. And I think it will slowly dawn on people when they're able to come out for restaurants, any restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, um, of, of what it means because what it really means to go to a restaurant and get dressed up or just any restaurant, whether you get dressed up or not, it's creating memories and sharing memories with people and going out and being social. I mean, we're social animals and takeout and stuff is great, but having someone suggest wine or, or just you know, other people around to give you great service and make you feel special and yeah send you a little something from the kitchen for no reason and stuff like that. Well, that doesn't really happen with takeout and you might meet someone um, at another table because you're talking about 
the wine that you're enjoying or in the bar, we're going to have a bar and I can't wait to get that going for people to just be able to walk in and, and have a little more casual experience and meet each other and, and commiserate and, and share and make memories. You know, one of the things um, that got me into cooking was when I was 15, uh, my parents and my, my family was able to take like a once in a lifetime trip to London. And we had one meal at um, a hotel and they brought out this bread cart and it was for, for a kid who's never seen anything like this. It was like, <laughs> it, it just looked, I, my memory, it, my memory is probably embellishing it quite a bit, but the smell of this thing, the fact that there was a cart just devoted to bread and there was someone, I mean, that's something you can't get with takeout. And I'm going to remember that mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And I want that to happen for someone in my restaurant. I love that. I saw your plans for the bar. And again, going back to this location, what a terrific after work idea. Let's, let's try some of chef Trevor's food and, you know, have some cool cocktails recommended to go with it. And just, it sounds like a lovely experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to add that to kind of what I'm trying to do. Um, Because before it was just strictly the 10 course meal and set price and, and uh, you have no choice and stuff like that. But this is going to allow people to do exactly that. Knock off work, loosen their tie, come have a modern or classic cocktail is what we're going to do. And then some food that's tasty and not as exotic as what's on the tasting menu, but things that I love, just like pate on croute, you know, a really kick butt shrimp cocktail that's jazzed up, kind Go of on. the Claudia way. And, um, you know, I'll probably put just a really great burger on there and um, a seafood tower. Um, kind of more what I was doing at Nomad type of stuff. And uh, just, I mean, remember finger food and those things and kind of the hotels that I grew up with in the 90s of like how the Four Seasons used to be and, and that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. I, I've just been, I think it's been missing a little bit in Chicago. I uh, agree. Yeah. It, food, food is social. It, like talking about what what you're sharing and what you're eating. And it's one of the reasons why I like sushi so much. I, I don't even know if I like Maki and all that as much as I enjoy the experience of talking about what we're eating. Have you tried yeah. this? Oh, you've got to try. There's right. something about that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to be able to be able to, you know, have a seafood tower in front of you as you're having a, a modern cocktail and just the social aspect of it. I mean, the great thing is if you're on a bad date, you're in an awkward conversation. If you're in a business meal, nothing makes conversation flow easier than cool food to talk about. I mean, that's, I forgot what comedian there's an Australian comedian who had a bit about taking people on dates. And he said, tasting menus are the best ones because there's something new coming every time. That's it. And if it's, ter- if it's a terrible date, you can always talk about the next thing and say, that's it. Oh, that was weird, but I kind of liked it that, you know, and so on and so forth. And I, I always thought that was kind of funny, but it's true. And, um, you know, we want to provide that. And um, I'm glad that there's an area that we're going to devote 
to something a little more casual and um, kind of a peek into what we do uh, without having to commit to kind of the, our, the longer format that we offer upstairs. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the concept and the menu. Uh, whenever people mention what you do, they mention the bento box. Okay. Yeah. So is that part, that'll be part of this Actually, version of Claudia? Yeah, that, that's been, I developed that idea a number of years ago and it was on the, in the pop-up and basically they're just, it's just a fun way to present canapes. And um, I just thought it would be cute to put it in a little bento box and take that lid off and kind of reveal all these like little nice bites and um, something that's been on there all the time for, for a long time. Uh, it's a foie gras torsham wrapped in a piece of sushi grade tuna. And then there's a little dot of house-made ponzu, which is that bright kick of umami, which is the sweet, salty, sour, um, and it's the dot, but it takes us a month to make it, to get it to where it needs to be. And that little dot really packs a wallop. And then with the buttery flaw and then the tuna kind of a different texture. I think it's a bite that everyone really likes. I could and, listen to you describe this all day long. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's pretty tasty if I do say so myself, but a guest at the pop-up, we have, we have this guest uh, who's kind of known around the culinary industry. And he's this guy, he's like six, six, and he's like built like a linebacker. And he comes to me in the kitchen and he's like, if you ever take that off the menu, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's been on all the time. Yeah. Not so going anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Another thing I, I've read wonderful things about is Snails in the Woods. Snails in the Woods. Snails in the Woods is um, a fun dish. And it keeps on developing. And I don't think it's ever going to be done. No, nothing's ever done mm-hmm. for me, at least. But. The idea is, is like, I just wanted to, the menu can be very modern and, and, and a lot of different textures and things and presented in ways that are very strange. And uh, snails is definitely one of them. But I really wanted, I was thinking about it and I remembered my little brother who you know, before the age of 10, he was just a real terrible kid. And he would do stuff like terrible as in he would bring bugs and roaches and all sorts of things in from uh-huh. outside in, uh, in the woods near where we grew up. And he would bring them in to like terrorize my mom and, and he would find all these things and creatures and all sorts of stuff. And, and, that just reminded me, like, just the whole thing kind of came together thinking of that. And so we have these, we have like a little, it looks like a little diorama and we have some like soil that's made out of truffles and mushrooms. Oh my gosh. And then like a little savory cake that's made out of parsley that we cook in the microwave that looks like some moss and some flowers growing out of it. And then we cook these snails until they're, um, you know, we braise them for like five hours. 
and then we tempura fry them. And then we shave truffles on top of that. And then we make a meringue that has a little bit of pine in it, which adds sweetness. And the whole thing is kind of like taking a little walk in the woods. If you start at one end and then get to the, you know, get to the finish, it's hopefully the desired effect is that, uh, you know, you've had a little adventure through the woods. It goes back to that word experience. I mean, this is playful stuff. I mean, it's super complicated. I mean, you're, you're doing all kinds of interesting things flavor-wise, but it's playful. It's fun. It's, it's Instagrammable too. If you're I, okay with that. I, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I kind of forget about all that, but <laughs> I think the main thing is, is that I really want people to have fun. I don't want it not to just be a lot. I mean, first of all, it's gotta be delicious, of course. but, um, you know, we're, so I want to, I'm going more in that direction, but you know, we just, I don't do anything just to do it. Uh, it's got to, and having that childhood connection and the, those connections and telling that story, I'm just hopeful someone else has those experiences as a kid too. And this means that their experience at Claudia is going to be just greater than plopping down some money and shoveling food in their mouth that right. we're really delivering something that's going to be meaningful. Well, and there's that added dimension where the next time someone sees a bug on a leaf in the forest, oh my gosh, remember when we were at Claudia and we had snails in the woods? I mean, it just that, that memory, it, it's a way to kind of seed memories down the line because it's all relatable and I love it. So, all right, Claudia is coming to 1952 North Damon in Bucktown. How's the build out going? Is that basically your world right now, just supervising demolition and drywall and painting? Uh, we're not quite there yet. My world today was waiting for Comcast. But, okay. <laughs> so we're kind of at that kind of thing. But I'm in the midst of designing um, and figuring out what it's going to look like. Um, so that's, you know, a lot of people uh, are, are like, are you freaking out and all that kind of stuff? And, and not yet is the answer, okay. but I'm sure it'll come. Um, I'm all, also looking forward to losing the weight that's associated with that. But um, the, the, this, Are you doing stress eating? <laughs> well, during COVID for sure. I mean, you know, I was like, what's going to happen with my restaurant? But um, in all seriousness, it's, been so fun and work. I have a great team that I'm working with um, at Siren Betty Design, uh, and Nicole Alexander is the head of that. And they have a group uh, of people that are just so talented um, that they put together. And she's another person that has been through a couple restaurant searches with me. So it's just so fulfilling to be able to finally be like, this is happening. And bring those people who've been just generous with their time um, in, in, into this project. So we're currently designing and uh, really trying to nail how it's going to feel and what it's going to, all the, all the finishing touches and just trying to make it special. That's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And um I mean, I've only been thinking about it for about seven years. So, I mean, for it to be happening is, is great. And like I said, I, I'm excited to be able to 
hire people and, and, and get people back to work. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, that is a great feeling. And it, it's, it's exciting to hear people say that. Like it's exciting to hear you say that, like, yeah, right on people, people, you know, I mean, we've all been just doing our best and yeah. um, I'm thankful to be in a position that I, I can give something. I want people to look forward to this. And I, I, I know it's a cliche for, I, I'm sure every chef says this, but it's really like let, welcoming people into your home. And that's, that's how I feel. So I think it's going to be really fun. And uh, I can't wait to open the doors. Well, we can't wait either. And we talked about a couple of givens for your menu. Anything else you can tease or that you're thinking about for the menu coming up? I, I have, a, I have a lot of ideas. Some of them, I don't know if we can, if, if I can realize yet. Um, because they're too ambitious. Because they're a little too ambitious, I okay. think. Um, you know, I, I, we're definitely going to have a bread cart or bread service of some kind because of again those, your childhood coming back. Of those memories. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I, I love, I love carbs and I love bread. Um, so you're, you're such a Midwestern guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, and then I think that, you know, we're, we're, we're really going to have some opportunities to do some special things with the cocktails. And um, I'm excited about that. Um, I think that in kind of the Claudia dining room upstairs, you know, we really want to, I'm coming up with some dishes that I think um, are really going to be more along the lines of the kind of snails in the woods and things like that. And um you know, I I had an idea for a dish that involves, uh, you know, kind of. I don't know if you remember this, but like, there there's there used to be penny candy stores around. Oh yeah, yeah, and they had like those little barrels, uh, and the wax, uh, soda bottles that had some kind of elixir in them, and the string of. Uh, paper that had the dots on it. Of course. So I want to make all that stuff adult. And yes, please. Yeah. And just that, that kind of thing. And uh, so that's a little ambitious. And then popcorn uh, being brought around that's freshly popped, but like crazy flavors and crazy add ons to go with popcorn dish and things like that. I don't know if I can do it all, but. We're going to try. And, I, I like uh, where your mind's going for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think nostalgia is just such an important part of it for food anyway, for yep. me, um, you know, and uh, it, food really just opened up, you know, my whole, everything for me. And uh, I, I want to be able to give that to someone else, you know, like growing up, like, in grade school and things like that. I was, I was a terrible student. I'm dyslexic and it was just a rough time. And when I discovered food, it kind of brought all these other things together for me, math, geography, uh, you know, um, all these, all these other things and just being organized, being organized, um, biology, um, all these other things kind of go into food, uh, you know, language, um, 
all these other kind of categories that you don't really think of, mm-hmm. um, you know, farming, agriculture, all these, all these other things that really kind of come under food is what really makes it exciting for me. And that's another thing about opening a restaurant is that we'll get to give back to our ranchers and farmers and, and, and people who, and get them, get them going again and things like that. And that's, that's super important to me because there's such a spider web uh, that goes out from just having one restaurant of how many people are in that system. And that's why it's just super important to me to obviously make sure that we do it safe and, and get back to a place where we're all feel safe and, and it's fun and, and revitalize the industry that's just had such a hard year and focus on something special that people are going to enjoy. I love it. All right. Claudia, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled for the, the opening announcement. And we're looking at summer though, right? Like probably late summer. I'm thinking end of summer. Yeah. Um, that's what I think. Maybe end of summer. Um, I, I don't, I, I wish I could give you a date. I just well, don't know. Honestly, I think that is, that is a good date to look towards, especially as we try to find our way through vaccinations and everything, I think that's a great time to launch and we'll just keep our eyes peeled. I'll certainly mention it once I know. Um, and again, it'll be in Bucktown. If you just want to drive by the location and wave uh, 1952 <laughs> North Damon. Uh chef Trevor Teich. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. It was absolute pleasure. Pleasure to meet you.